There was a noise, something moving in the jungle. What is that? Thomas hissed as the noise grew louder. It was closer now, and whatever it was, it was big, bigger than the thing that had gotten Castle. From the sound, it was knocking trees out of the way as it moved. Noise was all around them, but not the natural noise of the jungle. Strange noises, some of them sounding almost mechanical. All the while, somewhere to their left front was that incredibly large thing moving. Torme screamed, and the three men turned right. The newcomer's body was off the ground, quickly moving up into the first level of canopy. His body was surrounded by a golden glow that emanated from a foot-wide beam extending into the fog. As they brought their weapons to bear, Torme's body was drawn back into the fog and disappeared. Oh, Thomas said, as some unseen force hit him in the chest. The big man dropped his weapon. There was a neat circular hole about the size of a dime cut through the uniform into his chest. What's wrong? Flaherty asked, stepping toward the radio man. Then freezing as a half-dozen unbelievably long red ropes flickered out of the fog and wrapped around Thomas, dragging him toward their invisible source. Dane fired, the M-60 rolling on his hip, the tracers disappearing in the direction of whatever was controlling the ropes. The firing jerked Flaherty out of his shock. He moved forward toward Thomas, when movement to his left caught his eye. Something on four legs was bounding toward him. The image seared into his consciousness, a large serpent head with a mouth open wide, three rows of glistening teeth, a body like that of a lion, long legs with clawed feet, and at the end, a tail with a scorpion stinger. Clarity fired his car 15, the round slamming into the chest of the creature, slowing it, stopping it, knocking it down black fluid flowing out of the wounds. A beam of gold light came out of the jungle to the right of where the red ropes were dragging Thomas and hit Flaherty on his shoulder. He felt instant pain and could smell his own skin burning. He rolled forward into his right, putting a tree between himself and the beam. The tree trunk glowed bright gold for a second, then exploded. Flaherty rolled onto his other side and looked around. Thomas was still screaming, feet kicking in the ground. The muzzle of Dane's M60 was glowing red when the weapon suddenly seized up and jammed. He threw it down and drew his pistol and fired. Flaherty started again for Thomas, who had now dropped his knife and had both large hands wrapped around a tree. Flaherty tossed his car 15 to Dane and ran forward. Something scarlet-hued dropped down from above and Flaherty dodged as it curled forward, reaching for him. It missed. He came to the tree, stepped to the side, and fired the M79 down the line of ropes, but the round seemed to have no effect. Don't let it get me, Thomas pleaded. Dane was there now, firing short, sustained bursts into the ropes with Faraday's car 15. Then the fog suddenly changed, coalescing, becoming darker, forms coming out of nothingness. Several spheres, like the one that had gotten Castle, floated in the darkness, rows of black teeth whirling around their forms. Faraday and Dane went from trying to help Thomas to self-preservation, stepping back, dodging the wildly shifting and probing objects. Thomas's hands were ripped from the tree, leaving a layer of skin and blood. Then he was gone into the fog. A flash of blue light came out of the mist and hit Faraday in the chest. It expanded around his body until he was encased in a glowing second skin. He looked at Dane, who seemed to be immune for the moment from the attacking forms. Run, Flaherty yelled, his voice muted. Run, Dane. Dane rolled left under one of the figures and came up to his knees. He fired the rest of the magazine in the car 15 along the line of the light until it was empty. Then he drew his knife. 
No, Parody screamed as he was lifted into the air. Save yourself! Then the team leader was being pulled rapidly through the air toward the source of the blue light beam. The last Dane saw of Flaherty was his face open and contorted, yelling for Dane to run. There was a flash of bright blue light around Flaherty, and then he was gone in the mist. A beam of gold light slashed out of the fog and touched Dane on his right arm, leaving charred flesh in its wake and causing him to drop the knife. The voice was louder now, more insistent, screaming inside of Dane's head, telling him to leave, to get away. Dane turned and ran for the river.